welcome to The Authority On, a podcast brought to you by Device Authority. Hello, Jim. Thank you for, for joining us uh, today. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, um, my name is James Penny. I'm the CTO of Device Authority, and I'm joined today by Jim Hansen, who is the, uh, the founder and the CTO of Axida back in the day, is that right? And uh, acquired by PTC, obviously, and today... I think you're the CTO and founder of, of Inskill.ai, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh, we started Exceda back in 2000, and so it was the first real IoT platform for sort of an, you know, a horizontal platform for people mm-hmm. that made high-value assets. And uh, we did that for a long time, and then PTC has incorporated that into their ThingWorks uh, product line. And I am at inskill.ai now. Fantastic stuff. And I'm actually familiar with Exida, uh, full disclosure. And obviously, I've, I've spent a lot of time with uh, with PTC and, and uh, uh, spent a lot of time with the actual ThingWorks platform too, which is, um, you know, one of our close technology partners. Um, but uh, so maybe if I could, we could kind of start a little bit at the beginning. So um, in terms of, I guess the 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 origins and the early days of of Axida. Um, what were the sort of I guess the early obstacles and things that you you guys really came across when you were when building that 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 sort of IoT platform out? Yeah. So the very first thing when we had the idea of using the internet for what's now called IoT, nobody believed that that was uh, possible or that their IT department would allow it or anything else. Yeah. So the obstacles were that people, you know, they used other technologies. They used dial-in modem banks. They set up VPNs to every customer, uh, all kinds of things. So there was just pushback from people going, what are you, crazy? Use the internet for this? Because, you know, it's kind of early days of the internet. Sure. Um, And everything was was dictated by... uh, the IT department. Yeah. And, uh, we probably were seven years into Exida before we really pushed for a cloud SaaS platform. And we thought it would be more difficult, but actually everybody jumped to that pretty quickly. Yeah. So, you know, everything's SaaS now, but you go back and you have to remember that uh, IT departments said nothing's going outside our our domain here. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine the conversations where you say, we've just yeah. spent all this money on this infrastructure and firewall and all of these, you know, enterprise, I guess, uh, enterprise-grade security that we had to put in place. Now you want to poke a hole in it so that devices can kind of connect <laughs> connect in. In and out, yeah, all of that stuff. Um, yeah. All of that stuff. Exceda's, um one of the big, I guess, uh, differentiators at first was that instead of things like VPNs that are two-way and have all kinds of, uh, you know, security worries, everything Exceda did was outgoing only. So we called it firewall-friendly because it only spoke outbound to a known known server. And so things like that were a little bit more, let's say, intrinsically safer than something that just gave you straight network access into a customer site. Yeah, yeah. And so things like that, you know, were were things that we were promoting, but it took years for people to really be comfortable with it and and believe that it would work. 
But the early obstacles, of course, everybody worried about, is this secure? Uh, will people ac accept it? Things like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, Exceda, as opposed to some of the other IoT platforms that are for consumer products or Nest thermostats or things like that, Exceda was always for high value assets. So primarily medical devices, um, yep. but things that are used in IT or building automation or things like that. So, you know, MRIs and storage arrays and things like that were, were the kind of customers and, and equipment that we were worried about. And yeah. so it's always been, you know, security has always been a big issue from the very start. Um, and we took it seriously, but uh, over the years, it's it's become just more, you know, security's become more complex, way more yeah. attackers or risks or all kinds of things that you have to worry about today. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think all that stuff's just progressed, but a lot of those things were really the very first um, things that we had to deal with at Exceda to get customer adoption at all. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, um, I mean, I've said this before, but uh, security is always walking that fine line between security and usability. Um, and it's interesting what you're saying, and, you know, just to really get uh, I guess the IT people on board, right? Your your firewall friendly technologies and, and protocols and things like that. Um, it's really interesting that, uh, you know, it's about being able to kind of convince, well, back then being able to to ultimately convince the, the network security guys that, that this was okay and wasn't gonna, you know, completely undermine all of the, uh, I guess the security and things like that that they'd already put in place. Um, what was and, uh, and not just to our our customers, the people that make MRIs or things like yeah. that. Their customers, the hospital networks, um, you know, banks and hospital networks and things like that. They had to approve it, and uh, the VA hospital network, for example, we had to go prove to them it was safe, and then they approved any Exceda connected network. Okay, so. It was it was the sort of thing there was a hurdle, but then once he did all of the Exceda enabled products they would allow on on their VA network uh, across the country. And we had, like I say, banks and others that did that sort of thing where they did it almost by technology or platform and then said anything that's on it would be acceptable. But uh, a lot of the a lot of the work had to go into convincing them it's OK, not just the manufacturer of the equipment. Yeah. Um, so you kind of got the the I guess stamp of approval, as it were. Um, but did they did they really help shape and define the security posture a little bit then, as you went through that process, or or were were there things you already had and you were just proving it? Um, well, there's always us proving things, but a lot of things that we had to do were you know in response to what's acceptable to an end user, so yeah. a hospital or or industrial site or things like that. Um, if they have certain things that they their IT demanded, then you pretty much have to do it, or or yeah. you'll be in a stalemate. So yeah, we were always uh, a lot influenced by whatever the whatever the IT departments in those kind of places required. Yeah. and it's very different yeah. from consumer devices or or kind of casual use stuff. Oh, for sure. 
And I, I think there's also, um, you know, there is a certain element of um, of effectively, uh, well, some of it that still goes on today is what is the way I would describe it. I mean, mm -hmm. um, e even today, I mean, you talk about back then, it sounds like you, a lot of your customers were very, very switched on. I think there's still, even today, we still see people um, kind of guessing about what they should do. Uh, or they know they have to do something about security, but they don't necessarily know what it is. Or I, you know, I've been told I have to use certificates and things like that. So I think security is one of those things where it's always a bit of a challenge. And again, you're fighting that kind of uphill battle, which is security versus usability, right? If if, if there were no mm -hmm. security issues or, or bad actors or anything like that, um, software could be, I'm sure, a lot simpler than it is today. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. But it, it is what it is. If it's... If it's difficult to configure or set up or things like that, yeah, it's just so hard to get adoption. So things do need to be secure enough to convince people, but usable enough that you could deploy it, yeah, you know, in a in a reasonable way. And um, security is not at all like a a battle that's been won. I think there might be more pushback now than in the early days because it yeah. used to be people didn't know. And now they're probably worried about things that have been in the news. You know, they're probably worried about real life stuff that they've heard of. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And that actually brings me neatly onto the, I think the next point that we kind of wanted to discuss here, which was, you know, what has changed to make IoT security more of a priority. And I think you just touched on a really good example of that, which is, um, you know, I think it's more um, prevalent. I think you have, you know, uh, vulnerabilities that get their own like teaser trailers and websites and things like that um where where they have all this almost fanfare around mm -hmm. them and um and when when something you put something on like that it becomes the front of people's minds um so it's it's uh, you know i think it's it's really interesting to see how it's kind of evolved just by um you know you absolutely what you're saying you know the the news high profile attacks all of a sudden um you know you you can turn on mainstream news and see information about you know leaked details and hackers being able to take down uh what is it oil pipelines and you know most of the internet for the eastern seaboard so um yeah i think it's a, a it's a really interesting space but it also does come with its own challenges and that you're trying to almost educate um educate each use case i think a little bit mm -hmm. because not 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 every not every use case has the same challenges or security challenges and um you know yeah a nest are, thermostat is much simpler right because there's less scrutiny and there's there's less target for people to try and hack into it so the fact yeah. that we always uh we always worked with people that made high value assets you know, they're always much more concerned about these things because they become a target. Microsoft is such a huge target for hackers just because of who they are. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, over the years, I think a lot more things are, are known to the public, uh, kind of mainstream that way, and more sophisticated attacks. And, you know, people have been developing those things along, along during all this time. And, and so... There's just more to be worried about. But I think a lot more people, everyone trusts SaaS solutions nowadays. 
and there are so many things that are known to be pretty secure and yeah. trusted in the world. So I think there are solutions and also more knowledge of the risks. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I think there's also an element of, you know, again, back to kind of back to the, the, the CVs and, and you mentioned something of the sophistication um, and the sophisticated attacks angle, which is, you know, uh, on an unfortunate side effect, I think, of of having such a large database of vulnerabilities. You know, there was something like 22,000 new CVs in 2021 or something I was reading recently. <laughs> um, and when you consider that the devices and all these other bits and pieces are outside of you, again, potentially outside of those, those kind of enterprise uh, firewalls and security and things like that that you put in place, um, you know, with every new CV, the device is potentially a target. Um, I think there's also an element of moving beyond kind of POC, a POC stage into reality. I think there's a lot more companies now who are, uh, I think in the early days, you kind of had more experimentation, you know, figure out our ROI, what can we get from this and, and, and what are we, you know, really trying to do? And I think now people are kind of skipping that stage a little bit. And, you know, IoT has become a reality, not just for, um, you know, bigger corporations, right? Than um, the high value uh, device makers, but also um, a lot of s small to medium enterprises and, and businesses are all, all, are all I think, uh, deploying um, all of these new use cases uh, a lot more easily because the accessibility of the software and the hardware and things like that uh, is is a lot easier to to kind of obtain and piece together. I, I, but I mean, with that comes the the inevitable, you know, IoT security challenges mm -hmm. as more people deploy more things. And I'm not sure which um, statistic uh, any of us want to reel off. There's always the old the old classic Gartner of however many it was billion devices by 2025 or something like that. But um, you know, I think there are more devices, there are more use cases, and there's 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 like you said, there's high value targets. There's um, but there's also uh, just a load of devices being deployed and, and potentially without the security consideration. So it's right. Know, we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, sorry, back to so back to Axia. So so what was I guess the uh, the most popular sort of functionality or, or solutions that people were really using uh, the Axia platform for? Well, Axia, like all IoT platforms, it's a form of sort of remote monitoring. So it, it's built to collect data and send it someplace. So in in this case, the manufacturer knows how their equipment is operating. But I think, you know, there's hundreds of platforms that do that. So that's that's the very common case. A couple of things that were unique about Exceda is as managed devices, Exceed always wanted to allow people to not just monitor stuff, but be able to fix things. And so one of the elements of that was desktop sharing. And almost all of the, the endpoints for Exceda ended up kind of surprising us, but it was uh, Windows computers. Okay. Because there's a Windows computer either embedded in or sitting next to MRIs or sure. blood analyzers or almost everything because you know, the doctor or nurse or operator sits there and controls things through 
a workstation. Yep. And when there's tech support to do, you want to be able to, you know, desktop sharing is always the thing service and support people want to get access to is let me get in there and just uh, see what's wrong, diagnose a problem, maybe fix it. So we built desktop sharing into Exceda from the very early days. And it, it, you know, securely doing that through your IoT platform makes a lot of sense. You only want to get to those assets. It's not, it's not like you want to do it to just any computer out there. Yeah. But that's one that's just potentially, um, it's, it's the sort of thing that gives you a lot of power, but you want to make sure it's secure. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's one that I believe Keyscaler can have some tools that would make that, uh, a, a more secure way of doing the desktop sharing than than what's been done in the past. Yeah, and then the other big... to sort of configure, uh, sort of consider. Sorry, you mentioned um, MRIs and things like that. So there's, it's not you want to yeah. be sure whoever's connecting into that desktop is someone that you trust to connect into that desktop, and you want to make sure that the desktop you're connecting to is the one you actually were intending to connect to. And yeah. at the same time, you know what could potentially be on that screen as well. Um, you know, is there patient information? Is there other bits of information that are being displayed at that time? So all those things kind of magnify that out. So um, mm -hmm. I definitely, uh, definitely agree with you there. And the other, uh, the other big aspect was if devices are connected to the internet, we always thought that they need to be managed, which means uh, software updates. And sure. so if you put anything out there, you're going to have to patch it or update it over the years. And so Exceda has a way of delivering software updates. And I believe that's another one where, well, there's even recent uh, legislation in the US and I guess upcoming in Europe about having to know what is installed on things. Absolutely. Um, you know, yep. the, do you want to speak about that? Yeah, sorry. It was uh, referenced on, uh, I think, one of our recent podcasts as well um, that's in the same series. Uh, so there is the software bill of materials, um, which I think is what you're referring to. So that is, you know, uh, essentially knowing what is on your device. And, and from that information, you know, again, you can figure out what um, vulnerabilities you might have, which again is critical to having a, a, a sort of a software update procedure in place. I mean, if you don't have anything, then mm -hmm. you're effectively shipping something that will one day be a brick, I'm sure. Um, I think there was actually a door lock manufacturer that made that mistake. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, you're right. There is there are a couple of different bits of legislation. Um, and in addition, the... the the packages that you distribute, you want them to be secure in a way where, like a certificate based thing that that lets you know that the Absolutely. the package being delivered is verifiable in a way that you can trust it. Absolutely. Yeah, you're 100% correct. You want it to cryptographically, you know, be known from a good source is effectively what you wanted. And then it hasn't been tampered with in transit or anything like that. I think I actually, um, I think I wrote a blog about it a good few years ago, something about uh, um, updating vulnerabilities as a vulnerability or something like that. And that <laughs> just having the update process um is uh is not necessarily enough to to kind of prevent those issues if you're just going to let anyone put anything um on those devices without verifying the source or or the integrity or you know where they where all that data came from so i i think 
you know, the desktop sharing and software updates were uh, a couple of functions that are part of Exceda that are uh, not mainly or, you know, not typically uh, as an IoT offering. And so maybe sure. it's because they were kind of bigger, bigger high value assets. Uh, but I think those are a little bit out of the out of the ordinary. The other things that Exceda does is is pretty similar to most IoT platforms. You know, you're collecting data and shipping it to be viewed. You have things like rules that can go back and control a device, turn things on and off, or things like that. Uh, of course, all those things, you know, security is is prime in all of those because you want to trust that it's being turned on or off for a good reason and yeah. Hopefully not turned off necessarily uh, in the patient's case, but uh, um, yep. so um, yeah, I think we talked a little bit about uh, obviously you know our platform, device authorities platform, key scaler. You know, there's some. Um, I think there's some uh, enhanced security is the is the way that I, I will typically explain it because I don't think anyone's got no security. I, I don't like ever said that people's platforms you know don't have security they're insecure or anything like that i think it's it's just a case of um and again it's back to walking that fine line between security and usability right like mm -hmm. the the most uh you know the most secure machine is switched off um or or unplugged and in, in a basement away from any x-rays or anything like that but um you know i think it's always a case of enhancing the security and i like to th also think of it as just um Really, in, in IoT, it's all about scale, right? So you have these scale challenges, um, and you have security challenges, which are an inherent uh, uh, part of your scale challenges, because you can scale really easily if you hard code the same credential and things like that into to every device. Uh, but it's not going to be it's not going to be you know that very secure. So I think the the scale problem um, is is definitely the way. People should kind of view security within the IoT industry. Um, in that, in that, security is really there to try and help you solve that scaling challenge, right? Um, in in the most secure way. I think the most secure way, when we were starting, PKI was known, but uh, yeah. you know, not very viable. It didn't scale, and so it would have. Even if we had things like that as options, almost all of our customers would say, but I need people to be able to install this in the field with uh, a low bar. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and manage it too. Yeah. The PKI so, needs an entire management team. So the fact that you've got a whole platform for that purpose and it's meant to scale, yeah. it means it's much more viable now to incorporate that right into the IoT solution. Yeah, and I, you know what's interesting is also, um, it's it's not just the sort of day one implementation process. So um, you know you can kind of think of it like the provisioning process. And I've got certificates on my devices. Now what? Um, there is also an element of agility. I think that comes with this. I mean, we've also had customers get to kind of the point where they're they're, they're rolling out or have already rolled out, and then mm -hmm. start saying, well, I want to switch my IoT platform. I've changed my mind. Uh, this platform over here offers me a better price um you know whatever it may be uh or there's some feature that that has that the other one doesn't have and um that agility i think is also a really important factor in in what you're talking about because it's not just scaling that initial provisioning process it's also about being agile enough to mm -hmm. switch 
uh, parts of the solution providers, you know, the IoT platform, the certificate authority, the PKI. Um, so that's a really, I think, interesting angle that people sometimes miss when they think about, they think about security as this like one-time provisioning thing, and they don't necessarily consider the full sort of life cycle ramifications, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the life cycle or the, the lifetime of a lot of these machines is like infinity for the internet. Yeah. You know, there yeah. are machines that have been around for 30 years, or they're going to be around for 30 more years. Yeah. And that's, it's like beyond the scope of what most people think about for software internet solutions, because it's, it's driven by things that are, I guess, things that are popular for people, and you don't mind throwing out one social network for another. But it's not the same when your you know equipment is connected to something and it it has a viable lifetime for a long time and yeah, yeah the agility of being able to keep up with it as things change radically in the world of the internet or security or all those other things is, is key yeah absolutely um so where 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 do we think i guess iot and device security is really going in the future um i mean from from my perspective uh, there's a number of different trends i think it depends who you really ask from a vendor perspective uh to be honest but um what what, what are your kind of thoughts on where security might be headed for for these sort of devices um <clears throat> is it going to get more complex is it uh, gonna you know is the, we're gonna help simplify it um what are your kind of thoughts on that well hopefully it remains simple enough to install an IoT uh, mm -hmm. endpoint, you know, a device or a piece of equipment, um, but in a way that is is secure enough that people trust it. Um, the SVOM that you mentioned earlier or other things yeah. like that, those are actually becoming, they're, they're part of the government executive orders or legislature where kinds of assets are going to need this. And because that covers, I mean, it touches medical, which is a yep. huge number of things. It touches Absolutely. equipment that government agencies might use, but the agencies run hospital networks and facilities all over the place. So, you know, some of this is actually going to be, be mandated by the US and even the EU. Um, part of it's just good you know, good practices that if you're going to have an IoT platform, you always need to be on top of or maybe ahead of what the risks and things out there are going to be. So I think it's just ongoing. And yeah. uh, the pushback from customers, like it's hard to get 100% of your equipment connected yeah. because the end users are worried about things. And so you always need to be fighting that battle, I think, every day. <laughs> It's definitely a battle. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I I, I see SBOM playing a big role in in sort of what I kind of call continuous authorization or, or validation, which which leads back to my earlier point, really about um, you know, thinking beyond the first day, so the provisioning process. Mm -hmm. So it's not about you know giving a device a certificate and saying here, get out of my head go off and do what you're supposed to be doing and I'll speak to you in like a year or whatever when your certificate's due for renewal or whatever it might be. Um, or even maybe 
giving it once and sending it for the lifetime of the device. I think, um, you well, know, the, the you know, another another example of that exact thing right. is that if the certificate or something is on a PC or a controller that's connected to an MRI that's a million dollars, yeah, that thing is going to get replaced. Yeah, at some point the PC. Yeah something goes wrong with it. You know, the controller box got damaged or or whatever. And people have to be able to replace parts of a solution. And yep. they include the controller that has the IoT agent in it. Yep. And the asset remains. And so they're always, I mean, it's it's just like anything else where if you think about it, just the, the beginning state, it won't work for real day-to-day -day situations that happen where you have to replace parts. and have them basically take over where the old one had been. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a decommissioning process too mm -hmm. that that also raises. Because if you're going to take that machine away um, and say I'm replacing it with you know whatever parts or, or uh, you know SOC or whatever you might have that comprises your your particular connected device, if you're going to replace that, the old one had better be appropriately decommissioned. You know, um, because uh, you know otherwise if you throw it in a pile or whatever, or someone sells it on eBay, and you've heard countless stories of people finding secret information off laptops <laughs> they sold on eBay, <laughs> I'm sure, but the risk is is still the same. You might find a configuration file and a nice little key and certificate that could could get me access to all kinds of patient data. So um, there is definitely, definitely that to consider. Uh, you know, I think, um, and just just to touch on the S bomb one more one more time that you mentioned um, is is I think one of the will be like this really driving factor for this continuous authorization bit, and and you know I feel like the validation of those components as new CVs come up, as you know other issues are reported or whatever it might be, um, all of a sudden I can see hey by open SSL or whatever that is, uh, you know, TLS stack that I'm running on that particular device is definitely, uh, you know, subject to this problem or vulnerable. I need to get it updated, you know, cue the, cue the uh, software update process or, mm -hmm. you know, if, if there's an unauthorized USB stick plugged in and things like that. I think there's, there's quite a wide scope of it, but I think, um, yeah, we're definitely moving into the kind of era of thinking beyond the first day now as, as a lot of, deployments become very real start getting um you know i want to say uh older older seems like the wrong word to use but as, as deployments are more mature um i think that a lot of these things might start coming up uh for people and the people the the i guess the organizations that have considered some of these challenges are going to fare much better than than i think some of the others well, it's probably really relevant to anyone using the Exceda platform because they have to consider options of uh, moving, you know, changing some of the back end or uh, modifying how they are doing their deployments and things now. Yeah. So that agility will be key for them if they are going to make that kind of decision soon, as I think they have to. <laughs> yeah 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 good point good point absolutely um so it seems okay. like so it seems like uh keyscaler has a lot of ways that it can work within the kind of features that are within exceda and make those things more scalable and and 
secure while being scalable, let's say. And uh, along with that does help with the agility to make changes as as the situation evolves for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we strive for. That's absolutely what we strive for. Um, thank you for that. Uh, okay, so uh, I think that probably brings us to the end, right? Um, I, I We've been recording so. for, for, for quite some time here, but uh, I've Hang on, I'll just leave a little blank part there just in case they want to cut that bit out. Um, but yeah, I want to uh, thank thank you, Jim, for for coming today and joining me and, and talking about these uh, these topics. Um, and if you you know found this podcast useful or would like to book a, a free IoT security assessment, um, you know please take a look at the Device Authority website and just get in contact with us. But um, but thank you again to Jim. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, uh, but a lot of um, really good points and relevant points. And uh, I think you have a, a lot of, obviously a lot of experience in this area, more so than many people, I'm sure, um, having been one of the founders of Axida. So we appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Hank, thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Authority On, a podcast brought to you by Device Authority. If you have any questions about the subject matter in this podcast, please head to the Device Authority website, deviceauthority.com. See you next time. Thank you.